Hello, good morning, and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy. It's time to be inspired, empowered, and learn to live our happiest lives. We do this through stories of hope, celebrity inspiration, education, and resources. Mental health is a topic that the world can't stop talking about lately, and thankfully, the conversations are helping more and more people pay attention to their own mental health. The pandemic has brought issues of mental health to the forefront, but the struggle is nothing new. Joining us today to share on that very topic is Mia St. John. She is a mental health advocate, five-time world boxing champion, and author of Fighting For My Life, a memoir about a mother's loss and grief. Mia was coined a mental health warrior by CNN and is here today to share her story about her own personal battle with mental health, recovery, and how the deaths of her son and husband threatened her mental wellness. We then meet Siri Daly, the owner of Seriously Delicious, a popular food blog that chronicles real-life cooking. Siri will be sharing with us some easy tips and treats that will encourage our kids to engage in the kitchen and create a positive bonding experience between parents and their kids. We will then hear how STEM undergraduate student and space enthusiast Alyssa Carson and Dr. Emily A. Margolis, curator of American Women's History, Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum, have partnered with Olay to help to close the gap for women in STEM. And lastly, I will share some amazing news. I'm so excited to share with you guys, so make sure that you tune in to the end of the show where I'll be revealing what my exciting news is. Now let's meet our incredible guests. Hello, Mia. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. It's really wonderful to have you and for you just to be so open with your story to help other people. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for that and being authentic in your story. Well, thank you. Well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to write it is just to see if I could help other parents who have gone through the same thing, you know, to yeah. know that they're not alone and, and they don't have to suffer alone. So let's talk about it a little bit. Your book, Fighting for My Life a memoir about a mother's loss and grief. Uh, let's talk about the loss and the grief. Uh, what, what has that been like for you? And, and tell us a little bit for those that maybe don't know what exactly happened. Well, wow. Um, whew. Um, I know. You know, to share. I had a fairy tale life for a very long time, nearly three decades. Um, you know, I married the love of my life. We had two beautiful kids and we, but we noticed early on that something wasn't quite right with my son. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you, you're not really able to get a diagnosis from a doctor until about the age of 18, because it could be anything, you know, in the beginning, mm -hmm. the terrible twos, adolescence, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so we finally got a diagnosis of paranoid schizophrenia, which was mm -hmm. my worst nightmare um, mm -hmm. because I had, you know, I got my degree in psychology. That was one thing my mother said before I turned pro in boxing. You are not turning pro until you get a degree. Wow. Uh, 
So I chose psychology um, mm-hmm. because I was very interested in that. But um, but that was my worst nightmare because I knew that there is no cure for schizophrenia and they don't have longevity. And so I feared that for my son. And unfortunately, a lot of them self-medicate as my son did. He got addicted to meth and we put him in rehab and they, the facility neglected him. They falsified records. Um, They were caught and um, yeah, he took his life in while he was in rehab. Oh my God, Mia. I'm, I'm so sorry. And, and, and just your strength. And, and I know that, well, I don't know, but I would think doing what you're doing now is helping you uh, to get through this and process it. And there's a lot of people out there that are dealing with mental health issues with their children and feel very lost. And like you said, when there is mental health issues, a lot of time there is the self-medication and then that turns to addiction. So like, what could you say to someone that's maybe dealing with that right now? Well, that it's, you know, it's a, it's a tough process. Um, You know, there is help out there, but finding adequate help is, is very difficult. You know, the, the facility that my son passed away in, um, they had had numerous violations against them, um, mm. from the LA County department of mental health and the California public health. Um, so this is a facility that has had many deaths and, and they're not the only facility there are, they're all over, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we just see a lot of neglect in mental health facilities and, So when you're looking for help, my advice is to definitely do your due diligence. It's very difficult to uncover these records. I was not able to uncover them without the help of the LA Times, you know, doing a lot of investigations and um, uh, court orders to get records. It's it's not easy, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely worth doing. Yeah, absolutely. And it is one, you know, the mental health system is, it's kind of broken. And I know that uh, you're fighting against that. And so thank you for your efforts there. But well, let's talk about your book and, and what you're hoping that the readers take away from it. Well, I, you know, I wrote the book, the book was very cathartic for me um, mm-hmm. to get all my feelings out there and, um, I just really wanted to inspire people and show that, um, yeah, life doesn't always go the way that we want it to. And, you know, like I said, I had a fairy tale life for nearly three decades um, until uh, the tragedy of my son and then his father. Um, And then my, my own self, you know, I ended up 51, 50 twice, which is an involuntary psychiatric hold um, for, um, you know, wanting to take my own life. Yeah. And, um, I just hope to inspire others to know that, um, 
I don't want to say that you can recover from the loss of a child, um, but that you can move forward. You can learn there are ways to cope and to continue to push to push on, right? To keep fighting, yeah. so to speak. And, yeah. and I've heard such great responses from other mothers um, from everywhere, you know, writing to me, telling me I lost my child at this age, that age. And um, they're all very similar stories. And, and I'm glad that I can give them some hope. I think it's wonderful. Another thing I was reading your book and, and you're very open in the beginning and, and such what you went through. And you, at an early age, I started drinking at 12, like you did. And I had sexual abuse and such, and that's how I coped. And, and so one of the things that you share about is also addiction for yourself and moving through that and to deal with the loss of your son and Christophe and, and how you've had to, to cope with that. And, and the battle now of staying sober. So how has that been for you? Well, I've always said that staying sober or sobriety is not a straight line, right? It's a very mm. crooked path with lots of turns in it. And um, it's been difficult. You know, I had 30 years of sobriety and I relapsed after the death of Kristoff. Mm. Um, and... So for three years, you know, I was in and out, in and out. I just didn't know any other way to cope. But what I can tell you is that drugs and alcohol um, do not make things better. They only compound the the grief, the the issue at hand. It's... um, it's very difficult and and the advice I have is to, to have courage, courage to face your fears, mm-hmm. right? And my fear was, was dealing with the losses. How could I live? How do I go on? I don't know how to do that without them. And, and that was my fear. And so now I wake up every morning and it's not that the fear just goes away. I still wake up with, you know, a little bit of butterflies in my stomach and the anxiety sets in. How do I push forward? You just put one foot in front of the other and you face it and, and you deal with it. And yes, there's going to be sadness and there's going to be the anxiety. And, but I'll tell you, it's a hell of a lot better than dealing with overcoming alcoholism, waking up in the morning with the shakes Mm-hmm. And having to have that first drink in the morning so you don't fall apart, you know, I'll tell you that life is a very depressing life and, and sobriety is just so much brighter. Yeah. Like you're scared to feel the feeling, but the reality is there's so much healing through that. So, so much healing and so much strength. You know, having the courage. And I would wake up in the morning thinking to myself, what the hell? I'm a five-time world champion. Like, Mm -hmm. I am not going to let fear 
overcome my life and take my life. I still have a surviving daughter that Mm -hmm. needs me, that desperately needs me, that lost her brother, her father. And, and I have to, and I have people that count on me. You know, I work with the homeless now and, and the mentally ill and, and these people count on me and, and I'm a champion and not just um, physically, but, but I was to become a world champion is, is mostly mental. Yes. Is mostly mental. It's having that attitude that nothing is going to take me down. And I had to use that same attitude. Yeah, you had to tap into that. Absolutely. So during the writing process, is there something that you learned about yourself? Something different? I learned, I learned a lot. I learned Mm -hmm. um, how much pain I had suffered even prior to the loss of my Mm -hmm. son and Krista and how much pain that there still was. And I learned a lot about retirement, like the pain and retiring, you know, I retired four years ago at the age of uh, almost five years ago at the age of 49. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, that's a whole, gosh, uh, that's a whole another problem in and of itself, like retiring, especially at such a young age. Yeah. You know, and, um, and finding your way. Right. And what's next? Yeah. Like, who am I? I, I've been a fighter since I started fighting when I was six years old and I turned pro in my twenties. And so my whole adult life, like that's what I've known. And And you're sitting here at the age of 50 going, okay, now what? Now what? And there's a lot of us. Yeah, a lot of us out there. I hear that story all the time. I mean, even if it's my kids have left, that's all I've ever known is to take care of my kids, right? So, yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and. I mean, think about it, like the, the average retirement age, I think, is in the 70s. And so here I am thinking, oh, my God, well, I'm still so young, you know, like right now I'm 54. And I still think that like I'm so young, yeah. I still kind of have a lot of life left, I think, I think you I do. do. <laughs> and, yeah. and what do you do? Like, like, what is my purpose? Like, but I realized that my purpose has had always been the same thing was to help others. You know, it wasn't to kick the crap out of another human being. Um, that was just my platform. You know, I yeah. used boxing as a vehicle to get me to the media to talk about the real problems, you know, yeah. in real life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great when you create a platform and you use it for the better of others. And Mia, you're just an amazing woman. And thank you for your strength and sharing your story and helping others out there because there's so much to take away and fighting for my life. Like what an amazing book. And, And so thank you and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. 
All and good right. luck to you too. <laughs> Thank you, Mia. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Next, we meet Siri Daly, owner of Seriously Delicious, a popular food blog that chronicles real-life cooking. She will share with us some tips and treats to get our kids active in the kitchen. A new year brings the return of hectic school schedules, but that does not mean it's time to say goodbye to the quality family time that was cherished during the holidays. Joining us now to share tips on how to stay connected with your kids through cooking is self-taught cook and mom, Siri Daly. Welcome to the show, Siri. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, so we just got back from winter break where we spent so much great time with our kids. Hmm. What tips can you share with us to stay connected now that the kids are back in school? Yeah, so it's still, you know, a priority for our family to to engage in that, you know, family quality time. So we uh, try to prioritize family dinners at least a few times a week because um, it's tricky to do it every night, of course. But yeah. and to get my kids involved and excited about that, I'll have them set the table, maybe make little place settings and choose where everyone gets to sit. And then when we do sit down, we really try to engage, you know, put the screens away. Um, sometimes we'll play games. A good old fashioned game of telephone actually is a hit in our house. Um, and it just keeps everybody present and really, you know, that that quality time is is much more um, you know po- a powerful time. Yeah, I mean it's really important. Obviously, like you said, we can't do it every night, but <laughs> I do try to do it a couple of times. You know, so uh, you really get more from your kids if you keep them engaged. So let's talk about how to get them involved in the meal prep because sometimes that's not the easiest. No, no. And I think that, you know, if if they are involved and they do help you out, they're going to be much more willing to actually eat, you know, what you're cooking together. So I try to pick, you know, a day, maybe on the weekend and we make like one thing that we're going to snack on throughout the week. So whether that's like, you know, banana muffins or apple cinnamon granola bars, um, it's just a great way to get them involved. Um, we use juicy juice, for instance, it's a staple in our household. Um, they love it and they think it's so much fun to cook with. So we'll, you know, pack that into the recipe and it really like enhances the flavor of whatever we make. Okay. So, well, I want to hear more about Juicy Juice because if we can help our kids to eat more, then I'm all for it because there's so much, you know, pushback when we have those picky eaters. So what can we do? Yeah, I have picky eaters too. Um, one, one in particular. Uh, and I just, you know, try to remind myself that their palates are evolving. They will get there eventually. Um, and I also try ingredients in different ways. So for instance, like if my daughter won't eat an apple on its own, if I dip it in peanut butter, then she'll eat it. Um, but again, like we use juicy juice because for instance, the picky one fruit punch is her favorite flavor. So I'll make it, I'll pour it into, um, a smoothie bowl, which you see here, and she loves it. So I use it a lot in cooking just because it really, um, you know, is packed with nutritional value and it just helps them like what they're actually going to eat. Right. So let's talk more about that smoothie bowl. Are you going to show us how to make that? 
Yeah, yeah. So it's really simple. It's a deconstructed smoothie bowl. So, you know, instead of drinking it in a glass, you have it in a bowl. Um, and it's fun to make. It's it's four ingredients. So it's a uh, four cups of frozen mixed berries, one banana, either fresh or frozen, a cup of Greek yogurt, and then one cup of juicy juice fruit punch. Um, pour it into a blender and blend it until smooth. My kids like to help me pour that in. Although my toddler hates the sound of the blender, which is kind of funny. And then <laughs> let them top it with whatever, you know, they want. We use uh, granola, chocolate chips, uh, coconut, honey. You can use more fresh berries. Um, they really love that part too. I think that when they customize their own bowl, they're much more willing to eat it. So let's talk about your, you're saying juicy juice and, and the fruit punch. Is there a lot of sugar in this? No, no. It's um, real juice, 100%. Um, lot of vitamin C. It's, uh, it's really staple in our household. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So if we want more information and also, are there other recipes available? Yes, you can go to juicyjuice.com slash seriously fun, seriously with an S-I-R-I. There's a bunch of recipes up there and um, lots of fun tips on how you can keep your kids involved in cooking. That's fantastic because as moms, right? We, we get in a rut and we keep making the same things over and over again. So any inspiration there is very welcome. All right, Siri, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Next up, we hear an inspirational message from Olay. Olay is a leader in the science of skincare and wants to inspire us by highlighting some amazing women in STEM in honor of International Day of Women and Girls in Science. One of the most significant ways we honor people who have made a difference is through statues. This week on the heels of International Day of Women and Girls in Science, that's exactly what Olay, a leader in the science of skincare, is doing. Here's Candace Robbins with the story. Women who work in STEM are behind life-changing scientific breakthroughs, but they often go unrecognized. In fact, only 10% of statues in America feature women. This lack of representation creates a vicious cycle. Women do not feel they belong in STEM careers, reinforcing the gender gap in these fields. Olay, with the help of Harper's Bazaar and Alyssa Carson, are working together to make a change. I've been interested in space since I was little, but people didn't take me seriously. When I was nine, I met a female astronaut. She told me that she also fell in love with space at the age of nine. That's when I knew that if I worked hard, I could make my dream of traveling to Mars a reality. With Olay's help, now I get to help other girls be inspired by a role model of their own. This month, Olay dedicated a statue to Mary Golda Ross. When we think of space, we think of astronauts, but there are lots of other career paths. Without Ross's engineering work, my goal of traveling to Mars would not be possible. Mary Golda Ross, a citizen of the Cherokee Nation, was a brilliant engineer and trailblazer who made lasting contributions to the U.S. aerospace industry. Ross worked on some of the most important technologies of the 20th century, including the Agena rocket behind me. She also contributed to NASA's Interplanetary Flight Handbook, Volume 3, which detailed spacecraft flight paths to Mars and Venus. The first known Native American woman engineer, 
Ross dedicated herself to encouraging young women and Native students to pursue STEM. With this statue, Ross's legacy will continue to inspire generations of young women. Olay and I are proud to help shed light on her work. Learn more about the Mary Golda Ross statue and how Olay is helping to close the STEM gap by visiting olay.com slash face the STEM gap. Here is the exciting news that I wanted to share with you. I will be a keynote speaker at the upcoming Heart of Oneness Holistic Expo this March. You all know how important health and wellness is to me in my life. And I'm so honored to be a part of this incredible event to deliver a keynote address on Saturday, March 5th at 2.30 at the New Jersey Convention Center. The Heart of Oneness Expo promotes health and wellness and we'll be featuring several speakers and over 100 exhibitors to help you encapsulate your truest expression. This expo houses an uplifting community of people dedicated to expanding their greatest selves and invites you to do so as well. I will be speaking about my book, my recovery journey, and what health and wellness means to me in my life. Join me and 5,000 attendees for a weekend full of fun. I can't wait to see you there. And thank you again for sharing this with me. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. What an incredible show. Don't forget to please go to Amazon and order my book, Chaos to Clarity. You can also go to Wake Up with Marcy for information on the pre-order for my book and any upcoming information on the show. And also please follow me at Instagram at official wake up with Marcy underscore. I share a lot of great tips and ways to inspire you through the week. I hope you have an amazing day. Please be kind to yourself and others, and I'll see you next Saturday.